0: What are you wearing? A robe?
1: <laughs> this big like poncho thing that I found.
0: You found it? Really.
1: Well, that I bought. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. it wouldn't be surprising that I would find it like on the street and then wash it and keep it.
0: That's pretty gross. So. Finding furniture on the side of the road is one thing. Clothes? Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not really much different. If the clothes have been put out with the intention of someone finding them, is it any different than the thrift store? I guess not. If they're discarded clothes, like it's a nest of a person who is <laughs> camping out, and then but you
1: the- can tell those clothes like th- those have like a strange, like caked-on shape that they take on, versus like clothes that are out there to be taken.
0: I still wouldn't take it off the street. Going. I took f- that
1: ru- that uh apron that I found next to the Dunkin' Donuts. Now I have a Dunkin' Donuts apron.
0: Yeah, that's a little more clear of where it came from. Mm-hmm. It's also not touching your skin directly, unless you're getting into some <laughs> fetish type thing. Mm-hmm. Naked baking. Naked bacon. Naked bake.
1: Wake it! Uh, you wake! You wake! And you naked bake.
0: On this episode of Naked Bake. With a snake. Bake, Fondant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm using vegan marshmallows. Oh, that didn't work
0: at all. Does anyone like fondant?
1: (laughs) You know, I would say no. And then there's that episode where on Sex and the City where Brady is getting baptized and she convinces Carrie to come only because like there'll be cake and that'll have it. And Carrie's like, well, it have that thick white icing. And she's like, yeah. She's like, oh, okay, then I'm in. And I think, ew, is she talking about fondant? That's so gross.
0: Do they show the cake in the episode at all? I don't think so. I like that your your point of view of the world is filtered through sex in the city.
1: Well, it's the only time I've ever heard someone refer to what I can assume is fondant and be like, oh, that's the reason. Like, that's a good reason to go.
0: Fondant's cheating. I, I would rather a cake not be so smooth looking mm-hmm. and taste good.
1: Well, I or, mean, it, or, yeah.
0: Or I don't want a cake. I know you can eat the fondant, but. I, I don't I peel it off yeah so then your cake's like a banana at that point
1: yeah I'm but you have a def- frosting or an icing whichever is which um, underneath the fondant you put the fondant on
0: t- it's cheating I would I'd rather d- I
1: would because I don't want the it is cheating but you know if you're going for a certain look
0: the cake you made for Ellie was that a fondant cake
1: yeah it had fondant
0: I mean it, it looked nice yeah for that's it.
1: all I wanted was it to look a certain way well and I wanted the inside to taste good but I didn't like i i i don't know i would have i i don't remember what we did like if i peeled off that fondant off the slices of cake but i think ellie liked it you know like she has child um taste buds who think that that tastes good
0: the old battle between function and aesthetic mhm i guess for a 7 year old the aesthetic is more important it looks like a unicorn but i would prefer you know to have that seven year old make a sloppy ass mess of a cake if it tasted really good, I wouldn't,
1: yeah guess. same
0: those those child baker whizzes that are on those the t v show yeah, my them.
1: mom loves those, she loves watching children bake,
0: <laughs> I do too, because I like when they lose and they cry. <laughs> I'm the best. I've been told I'm the best my whole life. And this is the first time you're telling me I'm not. I'm a failure. And then they quit. I wonder how many kids never bake again. Because the lesson is, right, hey, you're good. You're obviously much better than uh, most people at baking, Mm -hmm. let alone your age set. And, uh, all right, you didn't win the competition. But I wonder if it scars them. And they have an inability to get past the losing. Like, I'm never baking again
1: yeah and then they go on to be an adult and they start baking again and they rediscover their love for it as an adult
0: but it's too late because they're 40 (gasps) and they can't wait why is it
1: too late when you're 40
0: because that's that's too late have you ever i was reading something the other day i can't remember who it was about but it was something like they started when they were 36 was which was already very late yeah (laughs) so it's just the way society operates you want to try something new and become good at it if you're forty, it's too late for you.
1: No, it just depends. So, like, I said something similar to this to my friend Nico, who's French, and he has two boys, uh, and they don't speak French. And we were saying, like, oh, it's. I was saying it's too late now for them, you know. And what I meant was was that it's too late for them to learn it more easily, just like through um, like accretion or whatever that's called. <laughs> like, you just it, it absorbs into you, and you just know how to do it um but what i what what came across was like oh it's too late for them like they'll never learn it and nico was like well that's not true like i speak english i'm fluent in english and i started when i was you know in my 30s or whatever so it's never too late depends on what it is like if it's something that takes a lifetime to master
0: your dream of stand-up comedy it's too late you can't be a (laughs) stand-up i could do it now it's too late Nobody wants to see old person on stage.
1: No, that's not true. You're done. All right, I don't want to be a stand. Wait, why am I even defending this? I don't want to be a stand-up comedian.
0: The shallow, the shallow nature of our society says you're too old. People have their best material when they're younger, and then they.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. I don't when actually have no point of view or no experience with the world. That's when they have their best uh, observations.
0: Yeah, but it creates a a motivation for them to. Sometimes it's even throwing a fit, I think. Hmm. Early art when you're younger. It's a big fuck you. Oh, and then it gets
1: more like focused or something? It's a big
0: fuck you to the world quite often. Mm -hmm. And then that's what people like. I don't fully agree with that. I think that if you've never done anything with any kind of large success, then you could certainly pull that off later in life. I do think it's harder to. Maintain that though so when you're younger and you have it then To recreate it. It's the newness thing mostly. It's like oh Look at this new thing on the scene. I like this and then your shine wears off and people don't care about your new stuff
1: well We're really talking about how other people are perce- you're you're really uh, Angling this as how other people perceive what you're doing I'm but talking uh, about like a, as a
0: career, so then it's dependent. If you want to move into something later in life as a career, it's harder. Uh huh. You can yeah, sure. You can learn to bake and be the best baker in the world. You could start at any certain point, but if uh, if you're moving into something because you want to make it financially valuable in your life, then it's harder because it does depend on other people. Like, yeah, you're too old. <laughs> That's why your stand-up career will go nowhere. Oh, man. I wonder if Wait, I tried to... I don't the, actually care. I wonder if I tried stand-up.
1: You'd be fucking great at it. No, great. no, no, Shut no. Up.
0: I wouldn't be good at it.
1: Yes, you would. No. Yes, you fucking would. Because you do things in a... You have... And maybe it's just because I love you. But you have a way. And I I feel the same way about your writing. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it comes across naturally. You don't have to do much to push that part of you that is interesting and different and weird and eccentric and sad and beautiful and funny like you don't have to push that forward it just comes out really easily and i think that other people would see that
0: yeah but stand-up is a totally different thing you have to one be i
1: gave you a really great compliment just now and you just like
0: well thank you that. it meant something it meant something i felt something when you were saying it like, okay it's oh, very nice of you to say oh, Fuck! the sun's coming out i was just talking about how it was a beautiful day <laughs> Because it was overcast, and it was cool. It was <laughs> it was fall-like. And now the, yeah, it's been really nice. And the fucking sun has come out. But anyway, going back to that. So rude. Stand-up is a... I don't like being on stage, so... Yeah. I, I don't think it would ever work. Outside of the whole having to be good at it. Maybe
1: I, that's why you'd be good.
0: It's too late. Too late. For I'm, yeah, me <laughs> barking. Old. Barking at 39 40? years old. Free comedy. Free comedy. Just so <sighs> I can get my free stage time for an open mic. Because I don't want to pay the $5 for 10 minutes. Yeah. Which I guess I would just pay the $5 for 10 minutes and not bark.
1: I would never bark.
0: Free comedy. You like comedy? No. No.
1: How, how many people actually respond to that? Positively, I mean.
0: Free comedy. Nah, no thanks. You don't like comedy? No, I like comedy. I just don't like you. <laughs> like,
1: No, I just don't trust you.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they uh, pressure you into it. Mm-hmm. my friend Dave who was trying comedy before his you know dreams were crushed and now he just sits at home as a 45 year old and takes has photo shoots with his cat and I'm not lying about that he just sent me all these pictures that's very they're very Dave nice also photos. makes
1: music right at home yeah that's Dave okay
0: I told him I said you're the true creative of everyone because you keep doing it and you have zero mm-hmm. audience <laughs> have
1: zero. I want to be part of his audience could he send that to me too
0: look at this this is this is him <laughs> It says he took a BuzzFeed caption. Maybe it's not BuzzFeed. Right. It says, 10 photos you, a man, should not put in a dating app profile. And it's a picture of him wearing a Russian hat. And then there's this one that says, baseball is boring. And he's got this sweater. And is
1: he bad to, like, what's wrong?
0: <laughs> what? Women find single men with cats less dateable than those with dogs. This is from the New York Post. And he took this picture with this cat. <laughs> but it's nice. It's got, like, a seamless in the back, and he's lit it so there's a gradient Yeah, it to looks it.
1: really good. It looks professional.
0: This is what he sends me this morning.
1: Why does he keep doing that same face? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what oh, are
1: all those? What are all those?
0: Oh, that was just an excerpt from a book. Oh, okay. Excerpt. <laughs> you know, <when> does, <laughs> excerpt.
1: Excerpt. It's like <laughs> saying receipt. receipts.
0: Excerpt. Excerpt. <laughs>
1: nobody says excerpt
0: excerpt Excerpt. anyway silent silent
1: was silent but loud letters at the end of a word
0: what was I saying before that before I told you that Dave does that oh his, uh, his stand-up comedian. Yeah. he never barked he refused to do that he said it was yeah. demeaning I mean stand-up in general is demeaning yeah. you get up until you're good <laughs> it's a very demeaning humiliating process that you have to be willing to put up with and then he left New York, crushed, and became a librarian. Got a master's degree in library arts or something. And then translated that? Translate that into a government job and worked for the federal government and retired with a decent amount of money and a pension. And he, he, Now he's doing what you're supposed to do in life. Living with a mm. cat, owning a house. No yeah. kids, though. No kids. Yeah, so. I
1: did the opposite. Yeah, what did you do i did what i was supposed to do and now i'm trying to like find my balance outside of that
0: it's selfish you locked what your, is you doing this now you should have done it before you locked you locked yourself in to a death sentence
1: i mean <laughs> I, 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 I it could be looked at as selfish i get that but <clears throat> it's uh what else i mean in a way
0: fuck it it's not whatever Anyone who says it's selfish can suck it.
1: Oh, I know. I'm just trying to think of it as both, you know, from from all the sides. That makes sense. But also, what am I supposed to do? Like, not live a life? You only get one.
0: Things aren't mutually exclusive. You can still love people in your life, mainly Mm -hmm. your kids, and be a good mother and be selfish. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like you abandon people. Some people do that. I can't deal with this anymore. I'm... Getting with this Spanish man and going to ride in his sidecar across the country.
1: Right. See, now that's selfish. <laughs> I'm leaving my <laughs> children behind because I have to, like, that's not the right way to go I'm either.
0: Abandoning everyone because this. What's kind
1: of interesting is, like, during my weeks with the kids, I am, like, focused on them doing all the things, being responsible. And then Friday comes and I feel like. I gotta fit in everything on a Friday night, which is kind of what I did this Friday night. But you know what I mean? Like I had to. I I need to find my balance between those two sides of myself.
0: Extreme. Well, try your stand-up comedy. What's the closest uh, open <laughs> mic?
1: I'm not. Why? I'm not. I don't want to do that. Why are you pushing me <laughs> that I'm gonna be a stand-up comedian?
0: There was one time Dave returned to the stage. and moved back to Richmond, <laughs> Virginia. Uh And he decided to do one open mic and he told the person that his name was Greg Russ and then he sent me a video of the intro It's like please welcome to the stage (laughs) I don't know if I I still have that What can I say he likes me I'm his only true friend (laughs) I don't know if that's true I'm his only true friend Where is that video? Looking through the history here, there we are standing in front of Jersey Boys. Went to see Jersey Boys together. Oh, what Cute. a night!
1: Man, Frankie Valley's really talented.
0: Like I know, but if he didn't have that, what would he have been? A goon. <laughs> yeah, he would have been some low-level mafia bosses. Uh, you know, little errand boy. Yeah. Okay. And then they would have him sing on the side. Sing for us, Frankie.
1: Yeah. Oh come on, guys.
0: I know I'm gonna spend too much time looking for this. This is exciting material.
1: Oh my favorite is the Grease song. Grease is the which is written by the Bee Gees.
0: Is it? You should look it up.
1: God I fucking love that song. Here's something something and you go away. Conventionality. Something about yesterday. Na we can be who we are. Na na. In other words, now na 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 is the word. It's the word. It's the word that you heard. It's got mood. It's got. I don't know the words. Meaning. <laughs> Greece is the time. is the place. is the notion.
0: My Greece God. Or not all right, not you. you don't need to
1: find it. We know. I'm
0: just, I'm just saying that this history of our photos and pictures shared on text—it's a lot. It goes back years and years. I don't delete anything.
1: You have to search. Why are you going like? How can you search? You, you can't scrolling? search.
0: How do you yes, search? You what do you search for?
1: Okay, so on your main page of your messages, right? It's like not where it has titled. List.
0: It's not called Dave Shh, goes on stage. Sh,
1: sh. Listen, 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 listen. Go to your messages, right? So it has the list of all the people, and then pull down and then press and then search and then search like stage or something.
0: Yeah, but it's not named that.
1: Yeah, but it will be in the text. It will be, it will search your texts for the word stage and then it will show you like three top options and then you can go see all and then you can scroll through that to see messages from him specifically if they don't show up in the top three.
0: Well, I'm so far uh, dedicated to this and so far (laughs) down at this point. Oh, now I've reached the bottom. All right, I'll never find it. That's fine. The audio wouldn't be worth it that much. Let me see if I work search stage. What comes in? No, that's not gonna okay. work.
1: Yes, it it's will. Not gonna, I'm it's
0: you. not gonna work. Can't you just see the videos? Isn't there? Why don't they break it into videos? It's photos. Here's photos. A photo section. Here's all the photos so you shared.
1: You're not doing what I said.
0: Here's all the songs he sent me.
1: No, no. Wait, don't look on his thing.
0: Here's the song he wrote with. (laughs) He took my noises and wrote a song with it. I think we should change the theme we should change
1: absolutely th- we should i was just thinking you should send that to jared so that it could be part of your like one of your intros
0: <laughs> i went, i think one topic's theme is changing at least this week it will be
1: okay How or like what? maybe that should be greg's choice you know
0: i need to just email this to myself <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get into the show here in a second, I swear. you have anything else you want to say? Are you excited about the Braves going to the World Series?
1: So, oh, are they?
0: Which means tomorrow on the radio show. You may oh as well not even God. join.
1: It's going to be a lot of that.
0: Don't even join. The last time the Braves went to the World Series was 1999, which means more time has passed. Oh, since, I remember that. More time has passed since the last time they went to the World Series to now than when you were born to that year. Wow. You were only 17 then. that's yeah, a very long time
1: no i was 18 by then in
0: 1999 no you weren't 18 oh, yeah, until 17 you're right sorry i was thinking thousand what a chump unbelievable yeah i was thinking 2000 even though you said 1999 Come some kind of bridge. (laughs) Okay. I love that. (laughs) Should we start it? All right, we'll start it. All right, with that song
1: welcome to one topic where we stick to one topic my name is autumn Fisher
0: my name is Greg Russ and it is pronounced
1: grocery
0: <laughs> not,
1: she's dying
0: not grocery.
1: grocery
0: grocery
1: why why does she sound like that is it played at 0.5 speed
0: it's uh, there's a slow option to play it.
1: <laughs> grocery <laughs> oh!
0: But then there's this
1: grocery, grocery,
0: <laughs> grocery. I say
1: grocery, grocery. I'm going to the grocery store. You want anything?
0: Grocery store with my coupons. going to the grocery store with my coupons,
1: and I'm going to get a buggy at the grocery store.
0: Yeah, buggy's a little different. That's just preference. Different words. This is different pron- pronunciation.
1: What about? What about that thing that you get for your car that you have to have?
0: <clears throat> muffler. Muff, no. <laughs> muffler if you get an accident
1: it's a good thing that you have what
0: ear bag <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that someone will pay for your repairs
0: insurance
1: no say it for real though
0: insurance
1: insurance yeah now if you're from the south you say insurance <laughs> yes if you go to you go to the, uh, I go to Chick-fil-a and people from the south go to Chick-fil-a
0: you're just putting the stress at some other point a different Yeah, the syllable. emphasis.
1: Still, is that not ha- a pronunciation issue? It is.
0: It's just a different. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Grocery. Crick. Grocery store. Crick. <laughs> Creek? Yeah. That crick. person says Crick. Crick. <laughs> crick. <laughs> crick. No, crick, crick.
0: The British pronunciation on slow is good with everything. What's a long word that we can think of before we get into <clears> today's <throat> topic, with multiple uh, syllables?
1: An- anti-disestablishmentarianism. No, oh, that's too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, colloquially.
0: I, I can't spell or colloquial. That. I can't spell that off the top of my I can't head. Either. Superfluous. Um, ooh. Oh, but they don't where's the British learn to pronounce? Here we go.
1: Superfluous.
0: Superfluous.
1: Superfluous. That's how I learned how to spell definitely. I just I just say in my head definitely.
0: Yeah, sometimes you need those tricks because people want to mm-hmm. put the A in where it does doesn't belong with the
1: I can't spell steel without first spelling steel. <laughs> no matter which variation it is, I have to spell it wrong first to know whether to know what's right. Superfluous. 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 (laughs) It doesn't matter. Oh, that one's not as good. No,
0: it's not as good. But anyway, that's not what this topic is. Steel. S T E E L is wrong. And then
1: I'm like, oh, that's not the right one. That's the the metal one.
0: Earbag.
1: Earbag. Grocery. (laughs) Grocery.
0: Anyway, what is. uh, what is today's topic? You've been I would rummaging. like to talk about you've been foraging. Rummaging. Yeah, you've been rummaging <clears throat> around the forest floor. Yeah. Foraging.
1: Foraging. Didn't we finish last week's uh, show with foraging?
0: No, we just talked about how that was supposed to be the topic. And then oh, okay. we, we never actually got into it. I loved last forage. week's Forage. Learn to pronounce forage.
1: Forage. <laughs> the, the shorter ones are better. Forage. Forage. <laughs> Forage.
0: What if we just spend an hour doing this?
1: <laughs> I wish you could slow it even more.
0: I mean, we could if I recorded no. it.
1: <laughs> Porage. <laughs> Stop now.
0: All right, no more. (laughs) I will stop with this, I promise. Finished. Didn't come out so well. Anyway, so what the hell's going on with you? You go to the forest, (laughs) you get lost in the suburban triangles of trees that exist. It's not a real forest, it's just the trees that were lucky not to be cut, cut down when they were building some houses, and you feel as though you're in the middle of nowhere because there's a crick, and you look for... Crick. You look for acorns. <laughs> is, this, is this what's happening?
1: For the upcoming winter, is I this... bury them in different random locations in any sort of pile of dirt I can find.
0: And see if you can remember where they are. Mm-hmm. Are you sure that the topic shouldn't be, you know, your... What the hell in- is wrong with autumn? Insanity.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's actually pretty cool uh, I I'm out just in my neighborhood and once you start realizing that food is actually everywhere it's really interesting once you start like w- once you notice them then it's everywhere like you just are passing by all of these things that are actually edible and are really no different from something that you could get like really? a salad at the grocery store it's the same thing
0: you really don't it's have any growing money. in your yard you're broke aren't you you're completely broke
1: it's not that it really isn't there's just something about it that's really appealing to me okay so for example
0: when you have um, no money you realize that the leaves on the trees can stand in for lettuce even though they don't <laughs> taste as good
1: i made a tea out of some bark i found <laughs> um, it's
0: all food
1: well, it's just interesting to to know about it. It's not like I okay. There's so.
0: receptacles where people throw away scraps, and you collect them. The human raccoon—that's what you've become.
1: Yeah. Oh, raccoons are so cute. I would love to be a human raccoon.
0: Are raccoons cute. Foxes are cuter. I think foxes and raccoons are very similar, and they both scavenge. raccoons have
1: those little hands.
0: This is true, but they have those ugly faces. Those flat, raccoons
1: do not have an ugly face. Those
0: flat, fat faces. That's the, adorable. That fox has got that sleek, pointy snout. And those... When has
1: anything been sleek and adorable? Never. No. Why do you tell? Fat, talking? flat face sounds way cuter. No one says like, "Oh, that baby is so cute. It's so sleek." Yeah, they would. <laughs> sleek baby.
0: At least they wouldn't just say. I they mean, want a
1: fat, chubby, cute baby, and that's cute.
0: Yeah, I think that's I just would. something people say when there's an ugly baby involved.
1: All right, don't, don't spin these words to make yourself right. You know that you misspoke and that pan, pandas, (laughs) raccoons are actually super cute, way cuter than a fox.
0: Man, I have a friend who has two kids and they're both ugly and I hope that they grow up to not (gasps) be ugly. Oh, really? Does they, does it change? Can you be really ugly as a baby and grow out of your ugliness?
1: Well, that's what I've heard is that if you have a beautiful (laughs) baby. (laughs) grows into ugly adults
0: all right good I mean serves them right because I think of these poor creatures these small things that have just the most horrifying faces you can imagine and think about and think about how bad their lives are going to be growing up because when you're a kid you don't think about such things and there's that moment that first time that someone makes a comment and it all comes crashing down around you and you think my god And then it's suddenly introduced into your little brain that that's something you have to think about and worry about and it destroys the rest of your life. Okay,
1: I mean, that's a little, it's taking it a little far.
0: It's not. There's that moment in life where everything is great. You had that moment in life. Everything is great until it's not. And you're like, what the fuck? This is what things are? This is who you are? But anyway, there's a lot of food around. There's a lot of food available in the triangle that you live in.
1: So it started off by... Um, me noticing that all of these um, nuts were falling on the ground. So there's, I don't know if it's happening. I don't know if I've even really ever noticed it anywhere else, but especially here, there's a hickory tree that is just dropping just so much on the ground. It's called a mockernut hickory and they grow these green like balls on the tree, and I see I would see them out there, and I'm like, "What is that? What is that thing?" And then the sidewalks are littered with them, and they kind of break open the out the green outer shell at some point into these four sections, and then inside of that is a nut.
0: I know I'm reading about it. Hickory nuts are one of nature's greatest hidden treats.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, it's basically a walnut I with believe- a jug- with a thick thick shell. Um, Oh, it and says
0: it's definitely. How do you spell definitely?
1: Definitely.
0: Worth the trouble to crack open. The thick husk protects the nuts, rich, sweet, calorie dense pecan flavored. I did that on purpose, by the way. I don't say pecan.
1: Pecan. I, I say it differently. So I say I say um, pecans if I'm eating them. But if I have like the cookie, I say the pecan sandies. I don't say pecan sandies.
0: Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, think, can, I hate both pronunciations. I try to just that's one of those words I would avoid pronouncing. Yeah,
1: because because pecan sounds like you're trying to say like vase.
0: Yeah, well, apparently there's a calorie dense pecan flavored interior.
1: They're excellent. They're way better than walnuts. They're really oily and they're delicious.
0: Then why aren't these things packaged and sold?
1: Maybe because they are difficult to open. Because they really are. They don't they don't have um the great separation that if like a regular walnut that you'd have like on your your aunt Susan's like Christmas you know visiting her house the bowl of nuts it's not easy to crack open and there's there aren't these gigantic pieces that you can get out they are kind of more difficult to do but they are so good and I
0: they're still these... everywhere.
1: I've collected hundreds of them.
0: Are you feeding and... these to your kids? I can imagine their stories when they're older. It's like, yeah, when I used to go to my mom's, we would just eat hickory nuts. It was always That's all I gave them. <laughs> it was always <laughs> hickory nuts and noodles.
1: Yeah, just a bowl full of nuts. So I am um...
0: ramen and hickory nuts.
1: No, they love them. And every, uh, every once and then in they a while we get some jello. And, <laughs> and the friends want to open up the, the nuts, and so I let them do that. Um they don't do a very good job at it, but yeah, they, they have little they, weak hands. Well, you have to get a hammer.
0: Oh boy. Giving I'm
1: <laughs> out on my back patio porch thing and I'm hammering away. I had a neighbor come down. She was going to her car. She's like, What are you building? <laughs> I'm like I'm trying to crack open these nuts.
0: <laughs> what did she say?
1: We had a really great conversation. She told I we had a whole big combo about
0: Keep what those down. nuts
1: were. And then she told me about her life. It was great. But um it's just surprise okay so that's how it started I was like I'm collecting all of these nuts this is awesome But how
0: did it really start So you're I know you were you going on walks
1: I mean they're just everywhere it's it's unavoidable if you're walking on the sidewalks around here if you walk when I walk Ellie to school when I bring her home from school it's they're everywhere
0: I wonder if these are the things that are denting my fucking car I stopped parking under trees on the street sometimes I give up good spots because it's under a big tree there's been several little dents that have appeared on the hood of my car because shit's obviously falling from these trees.
1: You should look for them. Look for it. Okay, so I'll I could tell you more offline about how to. Uh, okay, so you're identify walking. This thing.
0: You're walking and you you see these spewing about.
1: Yeah, these balls. Is that these a like, word?
0: Spewn. These strewn. like
1: tennis balls strewn. everywhere. Hold
0: on, strewn, I've, not spewn. Well, I was thinking spewed about like the trees spewing them. That's uh-huh. my new word. They're strewn about after being spewed. So they're spewing about. Okay. okay. So they're and you wanted to do some research into this. So I, we were nuts. opening
1: them up. It started out. Me and Ellie just found like a big rock next to my car, and we just banged the rock on top of it and realized that there was stuff inside, and that seemed like a delicious looking nut. And we didn't eat it because I was afraid that it was, you know, whether it was edible or not. So then I did a bunch of research and found out that it's definitely edible, and so. We spent a bunch of time just collecting them, just collecting so many. Um, And then you let them dry out a little bit uh, because if they're still in their little protective green ball, then they'll still be like a little wet. And so you let them dry and you crack them open and then you just like dig out all this meat. I put it in a little bowl and then I transfer it to a little bag and then I I roast it in the oven like on the lowest setting for just a little time to dry it out because otherwise it'll get weird in the bag but if you want to store it long term then you have to dry it out anyway so that's how it started and then um I started oh I started seeing another like fruit over here next to my house like next to my apartment like what is that why have I Hey, why have I never seen this before and what is that I go up to it and it's a persimmon tree There's persimmons all over the ground and I fucking hate persimmons. They're the fuck. They're disgusting persimmons. I don't know. I don't understand who eats them and how anyone can eat them because they taste like your mouth is covered in like gritty sand. When you take a bite out of them, they're not good. I can't say I've ever
0: had a persimmon.
1: You should do it just to experience this wild thing that happens.
0: I'm not into fruit overall. Which is a strange well, it's, thing. It's, it should I, like, not
1: be called a fruit. It should be called like, like Satan's balls, balls, sure. Satan's fruit,
0: <laughs> Satan's swollen anal glands. Yes, yeah, so it's a
1: troll fruit. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fruit <laughs> that pretend it's a troll.
0: So mature. On the fruits. <laughs> Satan's swollen anal glands. There it is. That's the best yeah. I've got. Bow, bow, bow and he- the show. Satan's hemorrhoid. It's, anyway,
1: it, so I read that you're supposed to. Um, that 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 sort of sensation goes away when they've been on the ground, you know, and have gotten squishy and like overripe, I guess. But if you take and I still directly, tried it, it was horrible.
0: You pick them directly from the tree.
1: If they're worse, no, oh. that's what I'm saying. So if you get it from the tree, or even just like pull it gently, and but even if it's fallen recently from the tree, anyway, the point is, is that wow, all of a sudden I'm noticing that. Okay, and then I go for like a little walkabout there's a, a pond near my apartments. I start walking around the pond and start seeing all kinds of other little things growing on bushes, on trees. I start identifying them. And I find um, it's called autumn olives. I don't know what that is, but they are gonna be ripe um, around the first frost. I found Japanese crab apple, which is also gonna be uh, ripe around the like the couple first frosts. I um, Then I found a juniper tree or a bush. I collected all this juniper. Uh, it's been really, really exciting to find all this stuff. What else did I find? The juniper. So, so what are you
0: eating? So you hate the persimmons, but you found them, but you're not eating them. You're not no, going to make a just, persimmon pie?
1: People make, I don't know what they do with persimmon. I want it to die. But I was just more excited that I noticed it. Oh! I found a fucking fig tree. There's a fig tree in my apartment complex, just hanging out Just being a fig tree, I picked them. They are so delicious. But I'm just saying there's so much food all around. It's everywhere. You can eat the crap. I found um, dogwood fruit, which is also not that good, but I understood it. Like, it tasted a way that I understood that I was like, oh, I could understand where people like maybe enjoy this, but I didn't like it.
0: Honeysuckle?
1: There is no honeysuckle here.
0: You should plant one next to the fig tree.
1: Isn't that interesting, though? A fig tree.
0: And you should plant more autumn olives you could have autumn's orchard of autumn olives
1: you know what else I found I found a pawpaw tree
0: <laughs> paw-paw. pawpaws
1: are a delicious little fruit it's like sort of like a mango and a papaya sort of flavor Ugh.
0: sounds disgusting
1: I know I don't love those flavors, but it was cool to find a pawpaw tree.
0: That's not again. But this is, this is uh, not to take away from the excitement that you're feeling over finding these things. And uh-huh. uh, again, fruits in general I find to be mostly disgusting, which is a strange thing because I like sweet. And it's nature's candy, but yeah, fuck grapes. it all. I don't like the squishiness of it. Bananas. I like bananas. Though I don't. It's not
1: even really the point. Is to like oh, all these things are so delicious. It's more the point that there are. A lot of things all around us, and we only think that they come like our only food source comes from a store or something we have to purchase. Well, because it's and there's,
0: it's limited. You don't like the taste of half these things. You can't taste the autumn olives yet, right? Also, known no, as I haven't. the, the yeah, Japanese I or the
1: Japanese crab apple
0: or the Japanese silverberry, is also known as the autumn olive.
1: Oh, cute. Um, I so I did pick some um dandelion root. And I'm making a dandelion root bitters out of that with some like ginger and orange peel. Um, I made, I used the juniper. I'm trying to make my own gin. I made my own like spiced gin.
0: Well, you know, at first I wanted to make fun of you quite a bit for this. Thinking of Mm -hmm. you living, (laughs) living destitute, (laughs) needing to find alternatives to nourish your children. Mm Mm-hmm. And look at all the foods around. And then, you know, trumping it up by saying, this is amazing. But really, it's just because you don't have the money to go to the Aldi. And so I was worried. Though I still do. I mean, I know it's no different. I was just thinking about food in general and where it comes from. Even a potato I was eating, like a part of home fries. Like, where did this potato grow? Where did it come from? Where was it born? And what was its travels? Because this idea, you're mentioning all these things. And in my mind, it's like, gross. I don't know. There's all that pollution around, all those cars driving. But it really isn't any different than something being grown, you know, by a farmer. Yeah. I know they put pesticides on it. Um, this I would, has no pesticides. Yeah, but it could also have bugs. I'm surprised you haven't found the persimmon that's been infested with some kind of creatures and you bring it into your house. Well, they did
1: had ants inside it. There were some spiders that I collected when I grabbed all those juniper berries.
0: <laughs> like you collected the spiders.
1: Yeah, well I did they were like making little nests like a web inside uh, the jar that I put them in. So I rescued those
0: and put them outside. I mean that that's probably the biggest thing that you're to pay attention to because without care finding the fig tree is interesting to me if it's growing figs, because I do feel like without proper care and tending to that a lot of these things don't grow to their potential.
1: But that's the thing. That's that's sort of the the idea that we have about where our food has to come from. It has to come from someone who, t- it has to come from a plant that has been purposefully put there, you know, um, cared for, tended to, like you said. And it, those things existed. You know, they they were things. They lived on the earth before they were commercially farmed. Do you know what I mean? so why wouldn't something like that
0: grow? I'm thinking about the pig too that my bacon came from when I was just eating its fat. Mm -hmm. the fact that somebody saw the fat and said sell that also okay and then people like really you know the bacon craze that kicked off in the 2000s maybe the yeah the teens whatever, 2009 whenever it came to light yeah i know people it was the
1: jim gaffigan revolution of bacon it
0: was the power that that guy had but i was wondering about the pig where it was born it was a little baby and its mom was happy maybe the mom wasn't happy because pigs are. if it's a
1: factory farm i don't know how happy
0: Yeah, they might be. Well, I think the pig mom was happy that she had a baby, but, you know, maybe the pig mom knew what her fate was. It's Like, I hate that you're doing this to me. And, you know, if you eat a a hamburger, it's like, what, 65 different cows are mixed (laughs) into this? What were their lives? There is quite the separation. And when you don't think about it, it's much easier. And you just put a lot of trust into it. Where there's no reason for me to feel like it's dangerous to eat these things that you're finding if they're not poisonous. And it seems like you're doing the research. I felt
1: the same way. I felt the same way that like, how do I know that I can eat these things? And I just spend a lot of time figuring out what the plant is and making sure that it is something that is edible, you know, but, but I think I'm getting less afraid of eating what's around me. than I, than I I think like where you're coming from.
0: Yeah, that's that's the point that I'm making. Is it's interesting because obviously there's nothing wrong with eating these things. You wash them; they don't have the bugs in them. As long What's as they're interesting not poisonous. too,
1: the um the juniper berries, they're I I didn't understand what I was doing at first. I was collecting um like the little twigs that they were attached to, and they're they all have this like sort of white powder all over them, all over the berries, which are they aren't really berries; they're called like cones or something. But anyway, um. And the, the the real juniper berries that are ripe enough are blue. And the ones I was collecting weren't ripe yet. They were still green. But, I, but then I found out that that white powder on them is wild yeast. And so what I'm going to do is when those crab apples come into season. Oh, or the Bradford pear. There's a Bradford pear tree outside of my house. And you expect the pears to be a certain type of... Like you expect a pear to look like what we're used to a pear looking like these don't look like that and that's okay so I'm waiting for them like they look right now like they should be edible but they're not they're like sour and gross and weird and it's really not until like the middle of winter that they're going to be ready and ripe and they're not going to look they're they're, look, they're, they're going to look dark and like maybe not what you're supposed to be eating as like a ripe fruit but apparently they're good so I'm going to try those I'm going to take those and I'm going to try make a, a Bradford pear cider Using my wild yeasted juniper. You really, isn't that cool to do? What a fun thing.
0: It is cool to do. The more you talk about this and the more that you're into it, you know, I'm thinking that for whatever reason, that initial urge is to make fun of it. And I think about people seeing you walking around, foraging, grabbing all these things. And if you're talking to them about this, you know, there's probably an initial reaction to make fun of you mm-hmm. or if they don't know you, they think you're the crazy lady. That's the lady who, you know, grabs the, the autumn berries, all autumn, <laughs> autumn olives.
1: Just hanging around the lake, <laughs> which um, looking at, well, cause sometimes, cause it takes a long time to identify it. Right. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. So I'll stand by this plant and I'll take a lot of pictures of it using like Google lens. And trying to find exactly what this plant could be and like researching it and stuff. So I am standing in like one place getting mosquito bites.
0: Just to figure out if the autumn olives are apparently they taste like nothing else. Sweet, tart and pleasantly astringent.
1: What is astringent? That sounds bad.
0: Well, let's do a quick uh, search to see the definition of astringent. Maybe we can get the British pronunciation of it also while we're at it.
1: Astringent. <laughs>
0: Astringent definition.
1: Did you put taste? Astringent taste?
0: uh, Causing the contraction of skin cells and other body (laughs) tissues. Delicious. But of taste or smell, slightly acidic or bitter. Slightly. Okay. So it could be good. Astringent. And let's put this in slow motion. Astringent. (laughs) Astringent. there you go
1: astringent
0: astringent but you no know, so, as yeah. I'm saying the initial reaction but hearing your joy in it and it's something that interests you oh, I'm happy about it tell you another it. thing I found listen to this excitement listen to what awesome. you've got going on which I think is great yeah. it's something that you've you've found that is occupying your time and enriching your brain in life and leading to other areas of expansion like you're gonna make this yeasty Bradford pear tea
1: no it's cider
0: cider sorry like
1: an alcoholic cider. like my, I'm gonna I'm my, gonna ferment it
0: my bad and also
1: I found rose hips do you know what rose hips are no
0: I have no clue
1: me either I didn't know what they were so again because now I feel like I'm looking around Um, with my I'm looking at plants around me in a different way I noticed that um all of the dead or the you know like the the done blooming roses rose bushes and stuff that are around they've left behind this like bulb behind the place where the petals were and i took a couple because i didn't know i was like what is this and then i realized with research that they're uh rose hips and that they actually kind of turn into sort of what i think is going to be like a berry they like right now they're really hard and i think eventually they're going to get softer and then they provide like interesting flavor to things
0: what do you do with them at that point you chop them up
1: well again i could put it i could use it in something to make i don't i don't know yet but i'm i'm gonna collect <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find out i'm gonna collect it and i'm gonna find it and i'm gonna do it what i was stirring this in too,
0: jars mason jars
1: yeah with, i have i've been
0: like, masking keeping my tape?
1: pasta. i've been keeping my pasta um anything glass i've been keeping it And cleaning it and using it to, you know, like I I used it to make that gin. Um, It was really interesting, actually. I put a ton of it's just vodka, juniper berries, orange peel. I put a cardamom, crushed cardamom seed and a cinnamon stick, surprisingly. And it is so good. I had made it first with just the orange peel and the juniper. Because I thought I don't understand this like cinnamon stick deal. Because I looked it up online, it's like cinnamon stick. I don't know, and it tasted really fiery and hot, and it didn't really taste good. And then I put that cinnamon stick in it, and it just changed everything. Like it brought this roundness to the flavor that I was not expecting, and it's so so good. It's really yellow, which doesn't look as appealing, you know. <laughs> but that's because it's not, it's not distilled or something. But
0: are you Still worried really with cool. with making your own booze like that's that's something that I guess you don't know the alcohol content if, if yeah I mean
1: you can sort of tell by I mean I think what will happen is that it will get fizzy because of the fermentation process and it's not it's not a distilled alcohol, so it's not gonna be like moonshine. It's gonna be like a wine ish thing
0: is there a point you can become very Alcoholic. Like I where, guess
1: if you keep feeding it, right, because the the yeast eats the sugar and produces. I forget uh, the the sugar. I forget. I have to. I have to. I'm not there yet, but I forget the process. How like the sugar turns into alcohol, or however it ferments, makes the alcohol.
0: I mean, I have no knowledge on it, so I don't know even the process. I know the but most, I'll figure I, it out. I, but I, I know, don't want
1: it to be like. I'm not trying to make moonshine you know
0: I know the most basic I guess that's another thing when you're consuming things it's like when do these go bad what kind of molds grow on them do they switch and then suddenly become poison um, but this is all well, yeah. you know I don't know why jumping to a worst case scenario I think it all stems from being a kid and seeing some beautiful berries like don't eat those poison <laughs> and so then you just
1: yeah we are taught that like everything you see is poisonous when that is not case and some things are poisonous so you have to be careful like i think that's why it's easy
0: it's like don't eat anything just don't don't do it
1: yeah it's good to not it's a good thing to maybe tell a child not to uh eat those things but once you start to recognize things and understand like the difference between something that is poisonous and something that isn't um yeah it's not it's not that hard and it's really it's cool like i just noticed too um there are all these white tall plants they have like a white top to them and there's one plant that's like that that is dangerous i can't remember what it's called but uh then there's a then the rest of the species of that type of plant are actually carrots like you pull them out of the ground and they're not like orange like and they're probably skinnier and different but they're probably between like a carrot and a parsnip you know but those are the the carrot family and you can eat them
0: they're have you, everywhere have you gotten into mushrooms at all
1: no see i'm in the same camp as like a i don't really eat mushrooms i don't know enough about them and i feel like i've always been told like don't eat mushrooms because they're poisonous <laughs> you know so because i have so little uh experience with them i don't trust myself to find the only one i know about is the woodier mushroom
0: oh those are disgusting
1: Oh, I love them.
0: I don't. Maybe it's the way they are prepared, but I ordered some, you know, from a restaurant, and uh-huh. these are these, these chewy, almost gelatinous type things. They are. Yeah, the guy didn't like it. I couldn't. I and I'm. A, I don't. I'm not a big fan of mushrooms, but I'll eat most mushrooms. But as you were saying, I think that mushrooms too. It's it's like this knowledge. If you know what you've got and you can mm-hmm. identify it, then it's fine. I'm sure that maybe you know mushrooms. It does seem to be the poison of mushrooms, too, is even worse. Once I give you the yeah. poisonous mushroom, then it's going to really fuck with you. But it all does seem to stem out of, eh, you know, I don't understand it. I don't have this knowledge. So I can't teach it to my kid. The easiest thing to say is just don't don't stay away from it all. It'll all kill right. you. It's all bad for you. And then you just accept that and you don't think about what's actually around you. Um, because, you know, I, as you tell me all this, I learn, I'm learning quite a bit. And I like your enthusiasm with it. It seems to be something that you're interested in and excited about. And it's kind of a shame that this is outside of what you're talking about because you just want to talk about the specifics of what you're finding. But, you know, that, that initial reaction to mock it and make fun of it, yeah. which is what I think people do when they don't understand something even like this. Like, why would you even waste the time? That's useless right, knowledge. Right, because I you can could just... say,
1: like, go – to the store and get 89 cents worth of walnuts and you don't have to do any of the work, you know, but sometimes, sometimes the, you know, the journey is, the, <laughs> is the thing. And I don't know. And it, and it really is making me more connected to, um you know, a my surroundings and be the time of year that it is noticing the weather, you know, understanding that the weather has an effect on the, environment around me and it makes me i don't know it's like making me look forward to the first frost it's kind of it's fun it's like these it's a hobby it's a overall arcing sort of plan you know it's not just like a hobby where it's like i have one project and i'm working on it until it's done it's like oh i'm it's a hobby that includes the cycle of my environment and it's cool to be sort of connected to that both through the changes in weather and then just like visually understanding things around me noticing tree bark and the the because that's a way to identify there are some ways to identify different types of trees and it's like their leaf pattern and how they grow on each little stem of things where leaves are growing and also like the the types of bark that they have um, and that's been fun to sort of notice, like, oh, look at there's that type of tree that has the vertical bark line, you know, or that tree has smooth bark with these weird little pockets of stuff. You know, it's just it's neat to sort of notice that for the first time maybe ever.
0: I mean, it goes to show how much is surrounding us at all times that we don't pay attention to. Mm-hmm. You know, living in a city, while it's not as much nature around, my friend Paul is well versed in trees and moths and plants and you know there's times we walked around parks here in New York and he'll point out which trees are indigenous
1: mm-hmm. to the
0: area and which ones were obviously planted by settlers and you can look at the patterns that the where they were planted so this is the way you know that this was done and they didn't grow naturally and you know I'm very interested in it when I hear about it. But also then when I tell people about it later, I feel this need to preface it with like, he's such a weirdo, but it's so cool. But it's like, why does that need it? Why do I need to call someone a weirdo? Because they're into something that, you know, does it feel like trivial knowledge that's useless? Uh, Is it threatening? It's like, oh, I don't know. That person knows quite a bit because the truth is I am interested in it. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just a defense mechanism because most people aren't. And then they were probably going to make fun of it. So, I'm already protecting myself, pretending like, yeah, because the truth is I could really get into some of these things. And, you know, outside of natural things, living in New York, and I know a little bit, not a lot, but if you want to pay attention to the architecture that's around, like there's quite a lot to see and things that people walk past every single day and pay zero attention to because you're so No, that's
1: a good point too. Yeah, you notice little architectural things that are on different buildings, and so you can maybe identify either this person was inspired by you know like yeah you're right
0: it well, just depends you know, on even what e- you start
1: paying attention to
0: yeah even housing trends at the time like all of these brownstones mm-hmm. are like this because of that or like buildings when they used to have all the ornate fixtures put on them i mean i don't think anyone Right. Needs anything that's being built these days it's glass structures 100 years in the future but like look at this look at the work that went into this No one's going to fucking care and no. i think that's the argument against the glass, like if new construction, knocking down old construction, I think you're always going to have some people like, hey, you're getting rid of history. But if you were putting some thought into that new construction and its whole purpose wasn't just to do it as cheaply as possible and get it up and sell it and make money. And if people were putting some thought into the design and something worthwhile, then a lot of people like, OK, well, let's let this thing go up. You know, but like always, something was in place before. So I'm sure that some of these buildings that we admire now, something was there previously that someone's like, hey, I like that. Don't knock that down. Knock that down." But at least at this point, there, there's something worthwhile architecturally, artistically mm-hmm. that comes along with them. But I think it's a bigger picture as it ties into you is just, yeah, taking in your surroundings. You become so focused on just going through life and what that entails that who knows what's just right outside your door.
1: Yeah, it's been fun. You're right though about the architecture thing. It does connect you to your surroundings instead of just trying to, like you said, being so focused on getting to wherever you're going or doing whatever you're doing on the way you could maybe, you know, use your eyes to look around you and feel something and be excited by something that's just there.
0: I mean, there are little things hidden everywhere, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. If it's natural, if it's not, like manhole covers here. Some of them are really old, like 100-something years old. You're like, oh, wow, cool. look at that thing. That thing's been here through how many people stepping on it, horses nice. clopping on it, cars driving over it. It's like, oh, yeah, well, that thing's still here. But you know, tunnel vision sets in for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm just going to where I'm going. And I don't need Well, to
1: our, our brains filter out so much, you know, like it, that's why tripping is uh, <laughs> such a thing where people feel like they're experiencing the world in a totally weird way. It's because like your brain's paying attention to more things than it can handle or communicating with different parts of itself or whatever. But you're if, if you if you train your brain to now widen its view, then it's a little more enriching
0: yeah, so I think it's cool that you're doing this, thanks, even though your kids at some point are going to say, man, well, all we ever used to have was rose hip pie <laughs> I don't I don't know.
1: I'm really bummed actually. like I burned, not burned, but I like overcooked my um walnuts last week. They're still good, but they just look too dark. It's like a thing that's haunting me, so I keep I want to make more so that I can make another batch of them that aren't so burnt.
0: I'm still surprised that they're not, even if they're hard to open, there's machines that could do that and then throw them into a bag.
1: Well, you know, there's also, um, which is, I think a little bit, at least up here, there's something called black walnut. And my neighbor, uh, collected a bunch at her mom's house and she brought them and they stained my hands so much. Like it's still like dark. This has been over a week that my hand is still dyed from this black walnut. Um, And she's not really sure what to do with them. I Googled it and looked it up. Um, But a lot of, it's like sort of like a family tradition for some people to collect the black walnuts, but they're way more difficult. You have to like wash them and dry them and do all these weird things and they stain you. These are just like, the the mocker nuts are just really hard to get into, but they're really satisfying and delicious.
0: So you're not worried about winter? When all the stuff starts to die, and then there's nothing left. Well, that's
1: the thing. This, apparently, there's, listen, there's food all winter. We're not in the Arctic, you know, where it's like I have to survive off of fat from the eyeball of a rabbit. You know, there's lots of things that come into season in the fall, the late fall, and the early winter, which is like I said, those plants that I found around the lake. And, you know, who knows what else. So,
0: well, if there's ever an apocalypse, Mm -hmm. the aldi shuts down
1: come to me i got my no no don't
0: don't you got to protect that with your life because everyone will be coming to you to kill you (laughs) and steal it
1: apparently the the um the walnuts that i'm opening they're like i think you read it it's really high calorie
0: yes that's what it said i don't know what that means because it didn't give me any numbers but high calorie
1: yeah really high well you can tell too like it's really oily you get it's that, really interesting they're the really they're really good
0: that nut meat energy
1: mm-hmm so listen if any of you are out there and you see things, you know check it out google it there's you know there's um there's something called plantain that's literally everywhere it's called plantain leaves or whatever and there's a bunch of different kinds, but you'll recognize it once you start looking for it and seeing it um and it's supposed to help with like digestion. If you have like an upset stomach, you you could eat it. Um, it just tastes, I've tasted it. It just tastes like lettuce, like not like iceberg, but you know, it tastes like a mixed mm. green.
0: I love iceberg. Iceberg crunchy water. It's delicious. It's the best lettuce.
1: <laughs> it's the most nothing lettuce can be. It's
0: the texture. I like the, te- I like the texture of water chestnuts.
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Those are delicious. But I those like, have a flavor. I like the Whereas crunch. Whereas iceberg doesn't have a flavor. No, iceberg doesn't have a flavor. That's why you need uh, the dressing, which I wonder what nat- nature's n- dressing is. You take the goose poop and you <laughs> smush it and strain it. And the oils that come out are a natural Italian dressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have to avoid all that goose poop? Are you stepping in it? Uh,
1: There, there is some goose poop. Around that lake.
0: Have they tried to attack you? Do they honk <laughs> no. at you?
1: Thank goodness. I do think about that. When I see them all like in the little herd over there, I'm <laughs> like, here I, I come.
0: Looking, looking for your autumn olive and the mm-hmm. goose come attacking you and you screaming and running.
1: Just identifying plants. <laughs> Living my best life.
0: You should watch to see what they eat. They'd lead you right to some things.
1: They eat bugs, don't they?
0: Do Is that what goose, goose geese, Geese. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Is that what they eat? Yeah. Bugs? I think. <laughs> they they only have teeth. They just swallow them whole, I guess. Oh, really? What do geese eat? Ducks and geese also eat a lot of insects. Yeah, so feeding them mealworms or freeze-dried crickets. Well, there you go. That's food choice, too. Barley, oats, bird seed. But this is stuff you're feeding them. I want to know what they eat. And... Yeah. all oh, they eat bugs, huh? They don't go and eat. I don't think so. Berries? Yeah, they eat
1: bugs. I'm sure if they came across a berry or two.
0: Leaves. A lot of bugs, I feel, to have to catch them. I mean, they'll eat fruits if you give it to them. All right. Well, that's interesting. See, I don't know anything, especially about nature. Yeah. I was watching stories from behind the zoo yesterday on Animal Planet. What is that? It's just about some zoo in Australia and what goes on behind the scenes. It's mostly, we're trying to get these animals to mate. (laughs) <laughs> that's what, every every time that's what it came down to.
1: Why is it so hard for animals to freaking mate?
0: That's what I was thinking about. Is is there is is it
1: because they're in captivity?
0: Sometimes I do think that is part of it, but like their habitats were so specific, yeah, that people have ruined those habitats. But also, it's like, why is it like I was reading about this one bird that has a giant beak, kind of like a toucan, but it's got a, like another beak-looking thing on top of its head, about the same size. And oh the female builds a nest inside a hollowed out trunk of a tree and then closes up that entrance with its feces and some other stuff that becomes like a concrete and leaves just a little slit in there so it can breathe and the male can bring it food. And it's like, okay, I understand that humans coming in and destroying the trees that you made these nest in because they're so fucking specific has destroyed your population. Yeah. But also how big could the population really even get and why did it form that way? What a strange, and I'm not saying that preservation shouldn't happen, but also Was to... it for, for protection of the, I mean, sure. Yeah. It does seem like it's like you're in there and the things can't bother you. Um, Where
1: does the dude live?
0: The dude's the one getting food at that point. It runs around, I know, but not
1: constantly. He, he has lives to have a the, break. He lives in the tree. At the end of the
0: day. And probably just lives in a normal nest on the tree close by.
1: Here's a little, here's like a, a mailbox slot in a door.
0: And like that's sho- all that's left. Well, they showed it. They gave it like a, an old barrel to live in. And it, <laughs> but it worked and it had a baby. And they baby. These, this. Cup, How do they get out? I guess they peck at it at that point. <laughs> there's, way, there's ways out. Listen,
1: it's, if you're going to be that fucking specific.
0: Oh, you deserve to go extinct. Is that what yeah. you're saying?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Survival of the fittest. Like,
1: listen, listen, we're part of this world too. So you gotta, you gotta, you know, yeah, get more flexible s- with your habitats, beach.
0: We're smart enough to say, oh, look what we've done. So therefore we should no, help protect you, this thing. But
1: I just like that other argument.
0: But it is, it is funny. It's like, it's so difficult. It's like.
1: Don't make it so hard for yourself, bird.
0: It's not having babies. They're not mating.
1: Well, and like pandas, let them go extinct. They're not fucking. It's not our fault at this point. Uh, oh, It's so rare. Like they can barely, they'll barely exist on their own. Right? Don't they have trouble like living on their own?
0: You've just ruined all your goodwill that you built with the show.
1: <laughs> I agree. <laughs>
0: They're saying let them go extinct to the
1: panda. <laughs> I agree. I hear
0: what you're saying. I don't really saying.
1: believe that, but I just, <laughs> it's just a thought process of like well then what's the deal what are we supposed to do
0: well survival of the fittest you think would be easy reproduction easier not yeah. so specific yeah it's interesting that mm-hmm. that stuff so stuff evolves naturally i'm gonna lock myself in this hollowed out tree with my poop yep and you're gonna bring me food and you're just gonna know to bring me food
1: yeah what is the how do they know Have you seen those things where, like, people are teaching dogs and cats and even birds to communicate with them and how awesome it works?
0: No, I haven't seen this. Oh, my God, there's these dogs. Is it all over TikTok? Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. This is where you're seeing this.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: that doesn't mean it's not happening. If it wasn't on
1: TikTok, it would be some other platform. So what am I going to do?
0: That's why I haven't seen it. How are they communicating?
1: they have these buttons on the ground and you start training them to understand what the different buttons mean. Um, and then they start using them. So like, you know, uh, I think one of them was the, the woman had taken the dog's like little pool that it it plays in outside. She had taken it up and like was, had cleaned it and put it away. And he went over to the button that said, mad, like he presses it with his paws, mad. (laughs) You're mad. Mad pool.
0: All right, I'll look it up. Maybe it's maybe I can find it not on TikTok.
1: It's really interesting. And like, I've mostly seen the two dogs do it, but then I saw this bird that was like playing this game, and the person that was holding up the game for the bird to play changed it and was doing something else. And the bird was like, no, back game, you know, like tracing, like wanted to keep tracing with its beak or whatever just really interesting. And again, it's like, maybe there's all kinds of stuff going around all around us, but we just don't pay attention to it. And we think like, oh, animals are dumb, which they are, but like, (laughs) maybe not. Maybe they're smarter than we think.
0: Why'd you feel a need to say that?
1: Well, because I feel like there are some dogs that have some, I don't know, like personality, intelligence.
0: No, why'd you feel a need to say they are dumb, which they are?
1: Well, I was saying because- Sometimes they are dumb. Like sometimes you get a dog and it's just fucking dumb, just like different, just people, you know. But I think that sometimes there are animals that are probably, you know, like maybe we could communicate with them. Maybe they can communicate. I
0: mean, like I, I have... think
1: Eric talks about like whales are supposed to be so smart, but no whales ever been a Shakespeare. It's like, well, that's a totally different metric that you're measuring. You know what I mean? You're using a <laughs> human metric to measure a different, like a different species animal intelligence and I think that's the wrong way to go about it. Maybe there is like a Mozart whale. We just don't know about it because we don't know what to look for. Yeah,
0: he plays the different shells, discarded clam shells at the bottom. Like wow, look what he did! It's because they don't have thumbs. We've already established this. If they had thumbs and a language, yeah, then if they weren't also in water, I'm sorry it's a it's amazing that mammals survive in water and that they survive mm. as well as they do but it severely limits what you can <laughs> what you can do That's even if true. even if you're really smart you can't you can't invent an electric uh keyboard to create but your music about, maybe you can't, they
1: feel the same way about us like we can't survive in the water
0: i mean sure maybe they would uh, invent an underwater piano but I just don't think that the the piano again.
1: Would... You're using human metric against well, something. I've, I
0: would be interested then to see what kind of instruments they would create under the water. Why is it
1: what do you, does that have to be an instrument? Because
0: well, we're talking about them writing music.
1: No, that if, was the comparison that I was giving the example that was I, wrong. Sure,
0: but I'm I'm saying that they could, even if they had the ability to write music and they had the thumbs to build the instruments to play the music. It's still limited because they're under fucking water. Which
1: they could be thinking and communicating in such a way that we—I know,
0: I know—you don't saying. have
1: any concept of how of of how to even interpret what's happening, and so we just think it doesn't exist.
0: Living underwater, you can't even build a bed. <laughs> you can't even have a bed to sleep on underwater.
1: Stop it!
0: It's a bad, it's a bad Stop place. Stop being to live. dumb on purpose. I'm not, It's a terrible place to live underwater
1: i'm sure they feel the same way about living above water no
0: i guarantee a dolphin likes the idea i was like i wish i could just up where they walk you know the fact where
1: they run. the
0: fact that they have to sleep with half their brains constantly going
1: that's fine that's fine for them they probably look at us like man they just lay there all night
0: yeah but they probably what love waste the idea. Of time i would love to curl up in a bed and just rest
1: <laughs> i can hate
0: you rest i would like to rest <laughs> for a little bit Okay. Maybe
1: sharks feel like that, always having to move. That makes me stressed out. Sharks
0: are dumb. Ah! Yeah, that's all all they think.
1: Do they make a noise?
0: Do they make noises? I don't know.
1: I don't
0: know. I don't think sharks really make noises.
1: How do they communicate with each other?
0: I don't think they do. They don't care. Really? They They seem so big. Maybe they shoot scents out of their butts. And they, shark they, farts. They breathe the scents and that's how they shark
1: farts. That's how they communicate.
0: I don't think they make noises though. Anyway.
1: All right. Well thanks. If you for, know how sharks communicate. Thanks,
0: thanks for the uh input today though. The insight, the teachings yeah. and learnings.
1: Yeah, I hope it was helpful. Maybe. Maybe it's interesting. I, don't
0: know. I think it was. I
1: think, it
0: is. Okay. I think it's more interesting uh your interest in it. Yeah your excitement about it, your enthusiasm.
1: Yeah, I'm really liking it. Anyway, thank you guys, love you, listen, like, subscribe. Hoffinpepper.com. one topic 15, 15% off, do it,
0: bye. Here's the thing about sharks. They don't make sounds. Across 400 to 500 species, no one has ever found an organ even capable of making sound.
1: What do they, how do they communicate?
0: The closest is the New Zealand shark that barks by expelling water
1: farting, like you said.
0: Well, we don't know where it expels water. It could Shark fart. could be a marth, uh, mouth fart.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know what is going on today. I'm combining words.
1: Real, <laughs> real
0: lazy speaking today. Okay.
1: Use body language. Opening their jaws, nodding their heads, and arcing their bodies can be social signs as two sharks, quote, talk to each other.
0: But no sounds.
1: No sound. Nothing. Not even like echo. Like which boop, 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 boop.
0: <laughs> sounds like the song that's playing right now. Take us out. <laughs>